Hi, I'm Muriel. And I'm Nick. And welcome to Hella in Your Thirties. This week we visit our old stomping grounds. Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Let's do jumping jacks. And we'll get rich. But oops, I found that bottle of gin underneath the sink again. So tomorrow's a new day. Let's order pizza. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hella in Your 30s. This is a podcast for people of all ages, all about navigating this dystopian world we live in. Wow, we hope you're doing well. And just just so you know, we are doing incredibly. We are in a rented Nissan Altima, which I'm. that's where we're recording currently. Mm-hmm. And we are parked outside of the Red Lion Apartments in Seattle, Washington. Muriel, tell the people why that is significant. It's significant. Because this is the first apartment Nick and I ever lived in together. Yeah. It was the first time I had ever lived with a boyfriend. It was the first time I had ever lived with a girlfriend. And we we had only been dating for like six months. So we were were too broke to live on our own. Our parents were like, I don't care where you go, but you can't stay here. (laughs) We were like, oh. And I was like. I remember just being like, well, I don't want to rush. Like, because obviously we were really into each other wasn't it it was obviously not any kind of casual dating situation i mean we were boyfriend and girlfriend but we loved each other (laughs) (laughs) i was in love with you i was listening to music (laughs) soul child (laughs) thinking (laughs) all about you okay so anyways uh so we were like all right well let's get this place and then we did wait what and now we're out here sorry rattle just because we're parked in front of this building recording and everyone just keeps walking by staring at us. I know. Well, it's Seattle, man. We're blowing their minds. Yeah. No, okay. So this is our first apartment yeah. and we moved in together way too early, but we did it because we were broke. Yeah. And then we got this apartment and it was classy. It was it for me. Yeah. It was the classiest like apartment. I mean, like I, you know, we, my family always rented. Yeah. So like I went to house to house and we had like, we've rented some houses that were like better than others. Yeah. But at this point I had just been like, God, I had been living in the most insane living situations. Like I, we're going to go visit. I was in college Yeah. and I was, uh, I was in the dorms and I had this roommate and she and I hated each other <laughs> and we were culturally clashing so hard <laughs> Uh, we, uh, she, she was like, I get that this is Seattle you, but could you be a little less Seattle? Please? I was such a hippie at that time. <laughs> yeah. And she was so mad that I wore natural deodorant <laughs> and I was mad. Everyone so she, was mad at you for doing that. I mean, no, all of my hippie <laughs> friends were fine with it, but this chick did not like that at all. Yeah. And she was like, Oh my God, she was so crazy. I mean, I, I was not probably the best, yeah. you know, it was a whole thing. We just. She, uh, her family would cook her all, like, we were supposed to have a meal, um, like, we were supposed to, to live in the dorms, you had to, yeah. like, buy a meal card, yeah. right? And you're expected to eat in the dining room at least one time a day. Yeah. So, like, you have to buy these meal cards. Right. Which is really expensive, yeah, right? Yeah, it's just extortion. It sucks. It's really yeah. expensive. The university I went to was all rich kids, so it's like, a private university. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. And so... I my grandma bought mine and that's what I did with that you know but so I would eat there but like the kit there was no kitchen in right, the dorm right. there was one microwave and one sink and a mini fridge and this chick her parents 
would make her, she got a rice cooker on the shelf, and yeah. then they would just make a week's worth of food and bring it into the dorm. Yeah. And she would cook everything in the fucking dorm. So yeah. it just smelled like food all the time. In your little, like, closet-sized yeah. bedroom. So, yeah. like, okay, so maybe I'm, like, a hippie. Like, yeah. you know, like, uh, maybe I'm annoying. Maybe I'm a hippie. Maybe my friends are kind of hippie. She couldn't stand all, so many things about me. She's just, we're very passive-aggressive. We just wear headphones <laughs> and try to ignore each other yeah. in this, like, post postage stamp size room but this chick would just do this thing where she would eat a whole crab yeah put the shells in the garbage can <laughs> not take the garbage out shut all the windows yeah. and then turn the heat up to fucking 95 <laughs> and i was like you cannot be mad at me for being some weird hippie where's tom's deodorant yeah you have a literal seafood sweat lodge i mean i was right like now. you've got to be fucking kidding me <laughs> yeah right you would like we just could not like relate to each other on any level yeah. so i moved from there to this other house where people were real crazy. Which that, one? The one in the Central District? Yeah, that was some crazy shit. Yeah, we had parties there. So there were some good classic uh, violent outbursts. That no, it was like, I mean, there was one time where one roommate said, don't have a party. So the other roommate threw the biggest party I had ever been to. Yeah. And uh, it ended because somebody tried to choke one of the two DJs and there was a homeless guy there, <laughs> yeah. like, walking around being like, hey, man, where's the party at? He was, like, 50. We were just like, uh. Oh, my God. No, I know. I was. I had my a birthday party there. And I was, uh, this was before we were together, everyone, but I was making out with two girls at once. And then before I knew it, my friends were fighting each other on top of me and I had to break them up and the two girls left. I was so sad. (laughs) (laughs) The greatest night of my life mixed with like, stop killing each other now. (laughs) It was like the rest of the night was like dealing with this. Yeah. You know, and you were living in your parents' house. I was in and out. I had been living in, I had done some dorm action. I had lived with uh, a girl that I was, we were not together, but we were sharing this trailer in, I can't even. I keep remembering and forgetting the name of this little town outside Olympia, Washington. That was like the meth capital of the world. Yeah. But she had this trailer that was in like this huge estate of the family whose son she took care of. Yeah. So we kind of had like this plush little trailer in the middle of this thing, and that like that was really crazy. And then I had lived um, on Matt's couch in Honolulu for a year. Yeah. And that would had been this really fun. You know, I turned 21 out there. Yeah. And like that was crazy. And then, and and, and a good living situation. Or it was just fun as hell to live in. What were we even, really. we, when we were out here and like, I was like, I, I think at the time, like, I had thought I was going to drop out of college because yeah. I was just over it. But then I went back, which just newsflash, that's how you really. Uh, rack up a lot of student debt. <laughs> Don't do that. It's also how you continue to have uh, school nightmares for the rest of your life. I did the dumbest shit. I didn't finish Spanish like 103, like yeah. the third quarter of Spanish. And then I was like, if they're not going to give me my degree because of that, I'm not going back. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I was like a year later, I was like, that was stupid as hell. <laughs> so then I went up to my teacher and I was like, we had a meeting. So I went in and he was this Argentinian dude. This professor, yeah. and he was hilarious because oh, his whole thing was like, um, his whole thing was that Americans were too sensitive. Uh-huh. And then I think I might have mentioned this, but it was just so funny. He was like, <laughs> "This is according to him. I'm not saying I know anything, but yeah. his his line to the whole like packed sort of like liberal arts college group of kids was yeah. like, y'all are too sensitive.'" 
in like Latin America, we are all racist against each other. And we don't care. He's like, Mexicans are like this. Argentinians are like this. Nobody likes Bolivians. Like, yeah, right. he said, we were just like, ah! Uh, anyway, so he's hella funny. He thought we were just like ridiculous. And yeah. we were just like, well, I, okay. Yeah. And then he, um, I went to his office hours and I was like, hey, I have to talk to you. He's like, okay. And I was like, listen, I'm going to be real. I took Spanish about four years ago and I dropped the last quarter yeah. and I was like, I'm in, I, but I technically can enroll in this class. And I was like, I will work as hard as I can. I'm really good at memorization. I'll do anything I can. I cannot speak Spanish and I will not be able to by the end of this quarter. <laughs> I was like, help me graduate. <laughs> and he was just like, wow. <laughs> I was like, I'm serious. And he I got like, great. Uh, I got well, an A. Lucky for you, you land on the positive side of my racism spectrum. I know. <laughs> well, I don't know what I, I got an A in that class because yeah. I memorized everything, but I couldn't speak anything. I only ever passed any foreign language class from charming and having Charming my teachers and having inappropriately close personal relationships with them, and then acing an oral exam with like one on one. See, I was them. I was the opposite. I was like, I will pass the test, but if you ask me to speak anything, yeah. I will not be able to do it. I swear <laughs> to God. I would just show up and like not have my pencil, <laughs> and they'd be like, "Ni, come on, ni." <laughs> What's wrong with you, Nick? Nee? Like, I don't know. So I'm just a poor Italian boy. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's what I was struggling with. We were both working. I was directing a play in West Seattle. I was teaching high school. You were teaching high school. And bartending. Yeah. And I, I was like an artist in residence, everyone. Calm down. It would, they, my teacher, that it, I was teaching like uh, classes that I had at the school that I had graduated from. They hired me as the artist in residence fresh out of college, which was a which was a cool gig. It was fun. And then we were bartending up the street. And yeah, we moved in here yeah. and it was we got some free furniture like we literally have every single time we get a new apartment. And then we also sort of I don't know, started like going to all these cool antique shops or no, not even totally antique shops, like thrift stores around. We started getting like f cool lamps and shit. We were like 23 years old and we were like. You were robbing the cradle. I was only 22, I think. Oh, yeah. I know. You're so young. But, you know, I was just an innocent little boy getting oh, stop. mixed I don't up want in Muriel's <laughs> <laughs> web of evil ways. Uh, we, would go, we went antiquing and we decorated the whole place. Yeah. And then we proceeded to try to learn how to live with someone, which was <laughs> pretty crazy. Like, I feel like it yeah. was really good. Yeah. But also, like, so weird. You know, like getting to know each other. Like, yeah. And then, like, trying to, like, be, you know, be like, oh, you're like this every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you right. know, or, like, I remember one time, I'm out in you, but it was very funny. What? You were taking a shit. You were taking a poop, and you yeah. were talking to your friend's dad, and you didn't want to be rude and flush the toilet. <laughs> this is like a few weeks after we moved into each other. I came home, and there was just straight up poop in the toilet. And I was like, how do I deal with this? <laughs> I was like, this is completely beyond like what I was expecting. <laughs> Turns out it was like never really happened again. Yeah, right. But, but I mean, like... As a s opening salvo, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> to the situation, I was like, "Is this what living with a boy is like?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes just he doesn't flush, you know. I was like, no, "Why was, did you do that?" <laughs> the thing that was crazy to me, thinking about those old times, is we were like, now we are so intertwined and codependent and en enmeshed in each other's energy and like day to day activities. Mm -hmm. But back then, I would go to the library down the street and just write for like four hours, and then like. 
not tell you what I like not tell you about the script I was working on and then I'd go to work we had like way more separate lives I were completely separate I was I would go to West Seattle and direct for the same amount of time yeah. take the bus out to West Seattle yeah. and then run a rehearsal for like three hours take the bus back you know what I mean and we wouldn't really talk about it you know what I mean and you'd be working like we were really well we were also hella busy too yeah we were really busy. so busy yeah I don't know what happened man now we just are like it's like that thing where like the universe is slowly cooling and turning to gray you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean right. yeah, like yeah, after yeah. like 15 years it's like <laughs> yeah. like it started so hot and separate and like moving around and all yeah, this kind of stuff atoms like, in the yeah. collider or whatever now we're like melding into the same person I'm literally wearing Nick's jacket we're just sitting in this <laughs> yeah, car right. acting exactly the same same I'm wearing, hairdo I'm wearing your brother's <laughs> North Face coat <laughs> which I love by the way I've always wanted a North Face jacket and I inherited this brand new North Face jacket and I'm wearing that, and I'm wearing my Ken Griffey Jr. t-shirt, and I'm driving around in this car listening to all the music that I used to listen to in high school, and it is, I am really, really loving this Seattle life right now. Well, we have like a, I'm excited. Well, the first stop we're going to do is the apartment, and now we're yeah. looking outside. Do you remember that time we <laughs> we were coming home drunk one time, and we, uh, we had stepped in dog shit. Both of us. And we got to the front door and looked down at our shoes. We're like, oh no, there's dog shit on our shoes. And then we were like, okay, that sucks. And then <laughs> we just took them off. And then we were like, do you think we tracked it in the hall? And we were like, no, there's no way we could have. And the next morning, there was literally a trail of dog shit from the front door through the whole entrance directly to our apartment. And then the guy was outside power washing the stairs. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember that, too. I remember because you were working at Coastal Kitchen up on 15th, and you were like, we were a young buck, and we were hanging out with some older That was like the first time we were like partying with older people, but it wasn't like a school situation. Right? Yeah. It was like, well, we were like 23 or something yeah. like that, and then we were hanging out with like, 30 year olds yeah right and i just remember they the one dude had a going away party and everyone brought him bottles of liquor and he was just way too trash and he's like here take this bottle of liquor and he like clashed two bottles together this fancy tequila and it chipped like a hole out of the glass of the bottle right do you remember that so it was, yeah. it was just like it almost looked like a bullet hole was out of the side of this bottle of tequila well then he tried to take it into a cab and the cab was like you can't have a a bottle of tequila. <laughs> yeah. This looks like a cartoon of a, of tequila pouring out of the side of a well, bottle. Well, and he's like, hey, take this. And we were like, all right. And then yeah, we took we it. We were trying to drink it through closed teeth so we wouldn't <laughs> drink any glass. Yeah. That was so insane. And then the next day, the dude was like, hey, like, um, do you guys have that bottle of tequila? It's very expensive. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna tell you shit. That tequila is on the top of my refrigerator with a big ass hole in it. I know. I was like, do you remember when you were trying to make out with me that whole time? That man? was so crazy. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but what's up with the tequila? Yeah. I was like, it's gone. It's Tequila's gone. gone. It's gone. It's your tax. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Try to act like I'm shady. <laughs> I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of good memories, dude. I mean, yeah. like that was like the those are some standouts. But I mean, we like. You forced me to do South Beach in this apartment. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> For like six months, like always. And you just gain it all back, baby. Uh, yeah, we did South Beach. 
We uh, we did everything. I mean, this was our apartment. I also remember. I remember this was kind of a weird thing, but I remember when we were gonna move. We we're gonna move from here to Chicago, and I had I had worked a time. I had quit my job, and there was like a last like week or ten days or something where you still were working, but I had quit my job. Yeah. So I had all this alone time in the apartment, and I hadn't smoked weed in years because there was like some years between like. Somewhere in college, up until that point, weed was just making me just super paranoid and just having like negative thoughts and stuff. And I had just stopped. But I was like, I think I'm going to try smoking weed again. And what I remember about the last week being alone in that apartment is smoking weed and watching Heroes. And that's you were hilarious. <laughs> like, I remember that I summer because we left in like the fall. And yeah. there was like you were kind of like doing this thing. And it was so funny because you would just get so paranoid. But you just do it anyway. Like, that was the same thing when you came and picked me up from La Casina. And I came, like, I was working at this restaurant that Nick had just quit. Yeah. Oh and I hated it. Yeah, it was terrible. And I, and they, people were awful. Yeah. And Nick came to pick me up to walk me home. Yeah. And it, cause it was really late. And we walked up and grabbed me in front of the restaurant. Well, first, it was weird because you were, you were standing across like a really big street. Like, you wouldn't come. I didn't want to go close to the you restaurant because I was high you, I, and I was wanted to pick you up, but I wanted to be on the other side of the street. I didn't want to have any Which I didn't realize. So, of course, like the first thing is he's like, oh, I'm here. And then I go outside and he's standing like sort of like with his hands to his side, like a hundred feet away from me. <laughs> In the me. shadows. In the shadows. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I went over there and I was like, man, fuck this guy. I just started going off about how much I hated this job. Yeah. And then what did you say? You I just, just you go, I, remember, I was just like. I was like, hey, Muriel, I love you and I really support you in this, but I can't hear about it right now because I'm way too high and paranoid. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I know. That was the best. You just like immediately dropped it and hugged me and talked to me. Ooh, getting uh, phone calls in our whatever. Ah, anyways. All right. Well, I think it's time to continue on through the stomping grounds of a uh, good old Yeah, Capitol this is Hill. a memory lane episode. What I'm really excited about right now yeah. is we are going to go to Dick's Dick's Hamburgers. We're going to go. I'm going to eat. I, I fucking love this place. <laughs> I love dicks. Everybody says it. That's a Seattle thing. Listen, this place is the classic, like, you're broke. Hamburgers are like $1.25. Like, you have friends that are working there because they also help pay for college. Yeah, they help pay for college. Really, the, they're a good company to work for. But that also means that you always have friends giving you hella free extra fries and burgers and shit. Yeah, people are nice as hell. This this is like the, uh, like I went to school like pretty close to here, like yeah. to college, and I would just be like, I'm stressed. I'm getting dicks, <laughs> and then just get it and like walk around and just feel like, man, I'm just like a cool college kid getting a burger, <laughs> walking around like your internal monologue. That was never the thing. I was always like like kind of the fantasy of the thing oh my you know god I mean? all i was been doing especially when you're not in the car and i've just been driving around town just like in this car listening to like Devin the dude incredibly loud and just all the shit i loved in high school and i just am going through the, the narrative of my mind like yeah just the prodigal son returning oh to my his god <laughs> so and glad here we go heading south on rainier <laughs> ave Taking a left, no turn signal, don't need it. Oh, Daryl used to live there. Yeah, oh I'm a God. drug dealer. Like, <laughs> I just do that all the time. You're such a weird, <laughs> weird dude. You're hella magical, man. Uh, all right, well, I think now we get to drive. Now we're going to, we saw that apartment. Yes, we sat out here. Um, there was a woman out here, and I, did you see the guy talking to her? 
I think it might have been Andy, the old landlord. It looked like him. It might well, have been him. Well, Andy is not my friend. I do not like that old landlord. Uh, Andy is, if it is, he's like a thousand years old. <laughs> okay. Well, All I'm right. ready to go. I'm yes. ready to let's, g- let's continue to stop. <laughs> Pass me the burger. Let's see. Do right. you think it's going to be as good as we remember? Yes. The fries are already as good as I remember. Oh, yeah. You're cold. You're standing outside in the godforsaken weather. You get your order wrong. I you did my you order to... totally wrong. Nick, Nick saved me because I couldn't remember what I used to get. I love you. Oh, damn. That is beautiful. Look at that. Wow. All right. All right, baby. That's a Dick's burger. You know... I get it. Everyone is going to have their favorite fast food from where whatever their hometown is. But this is the best fast food burger easily. I think it's just objectively better. It's so good. The meat is actually good. Their secret sauce is a legitimate secret sauce. <laughs> the bun is absolutely soft and perfect, you know, but it still has a little tiny toothsome bite to it. And with cheese, look how perfectly that cheese is made. It's perfect! It's perfect! Well, I'm still, I'm, my mind is still completely blown off that hamburger. It was so, <laughs> it was better than I remember it being. It was so damn good. And now, we are in the heart of the very edge of White Center, <laughs> Seattle. Wow. We, the Montgomery's left this neighborhood in a blaze of glory. And we are currently parked outside of the house. The, the, uh, I don't know, the center of it all. Look at that thing. There it is. There's the house. So weird. Yeah, man. We went from like Capitol Hill, like where Dick's Burgers is and where yeah. we were living. It's just awesome. Like people are walking around with weird coats and <laughs> hairdos and just like morose and whatever. <laughs> Up the street from the Chaz, the autonomous oh, zone. Oh, yeah. We went to the Chaz autonomous zone. There's nothing going on there, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then we came up to my old neighborhood. This is wild. Yeah. I mean, a lot of shit went down here, you know, for years and years and years. Nick and I uh, well, you started <laughs> kind of dating at this house. Well, like, I said, uh, this is right where I said I love you for the first time. I, I was know, down there. kind you of on accident. There. Yeah, I kind of said it on an accident, but I meant it truthfully. It was a yeah. beautiful way for that to happen. This was the house that your family started to feel me out at. Your dad was pretty accepting of me right away he liked me but challenging and then your brother Madi was not on board he with me he did not like you for all. a long time well probably it was only like two weeks yeah right <laughs> I mean it was like a summer maybe a month yeah, or yeah, something yeah. yeah there was I mean all kinds of crazy shit there was a family next door who kept peacocks the peacocks used to escape and my brother used to help capture the peacocks what else happened out here my dad sold our neighbor <laughs> what uh, I found out about this way later. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't deal with like, like dads like dealings or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I definitely like don't pay attention. But I hear it <laughs> later. He definitely sold my neighbor uh, a car, like an old car that didn't work. Oh, that he, he sold wanted. him a lemon. Yeah, and then he bought it, and then my dad just moved and didn't give him the title. <laughs> <laughs> 
like I heard about that later. I was like, what is wrong with you? That uh, same neighbor used to uh, like try to be friends with my dad. So like he would come out every time my dad would smoke on the porch. He'd come out on his porch and just stand there and sigh. Try to be like, ah, yep. And then my dad would be like, he literally would go like, fuck, fuck, Willie. And then turn around and go inside the house. I was like, you have to stop being so mean to this guy. I was like, he's probably lonely. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? It's not like he's asking for that much. Just like maybe a head nod of acknowledgement that you guys are both, you know, dads with children in the homes that happen to be situated directly next to each other. So he always wanted to be my dad's friend. And then one time. He went on the roof and his roof and started working on the roof with all of his children. And they found our living room window and they were all looking in it. Yeah. And my dad just goes, <sighs> and he goes and gets a blanket and then just takes a hammer and nails and nails it over the window. <laughs> While they're like looking in. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God, he could uh, not stand that family or anything really. Just lots of crazy parties. You I, re- know? I remember that garage when you guys were moving out. I was like, well, let me look in the garage. And I found all of these old paintings of your mother's. Yeah. We rescued, I feel like I rescued them. I, know, I feel I know. like you I did. really you went on a mission them. and rescued all of those, what are what will now and forever be family heirlooms. Yeah. I remember that church used to be cracking off. They'd would, be screaming out of that church. It was, it's an evangelical church. They'd be screaming, uh, da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. That's the song that they would sing every song. Like, and <laughs> yeah. that song, whatever I just did, yeah. lasts about forty-five minutes <laughs> yeah. on a loop, and everybody's like, like ah, and then like it's all electrified, and then there'd be like a guitar solo just shaking our windows. I was like, can we call the police? <laughs> yeah, definitely right. not. <laughs> but yeah, there was always like, um, uh, like Jehovah's Witness kids who like to come to our door, which yeah. I was like, my dad is going to open the door probably in his underwear, like for sure. Yeah. Uh, and it would always be this game of like ding dong ditch, except for they would ding dong and then we would all scatter to different <laughs> parts of the house and hide until they leave. And my dad would just be aggressive and open the door and be like, get out of here. <laughs> uh, uh. Just memories. Lots of memories. I feel like no one lives in the house now. I don't know. It, look, it has no character. They cut. They had a big, beautiful flowering dogwood tree. Yeah. They cut that down. They cut down the big pine tree. <laughs> Brothers and I. We were so dumb. Yeah. We used to climb. We used to think that the best prank, as like older teenagers, yeah. the best prank was to climb up the pine tree, the cedar tree that was like next to the side of the house, onto the roof, scramble over the roof, jump into the backyard, and then bust through the back doors to scare people. But every time, my brother body was like the king of that. Yeah. But you can hear him on the roof. <laughs> yeah. So like we would just be or you'd see him like struggling to climb the tree. Literally every time. <laughs> so like my brother, my other yeah. brother Johnny and I would sit on the couch, and all of a sudden we'd hear this like this scrambling on the roof, and Johnny'd be like, "Monty's trying to scare us again." And I was like, "I'm locking the back door." <laughs> <laughs> I remember you guys had that cat, and. uh when we first got together and we were sleeping in this house, I was sleep talking and walking a lot. And I tried to kill your cat with a f- with my finger guns. Yeah, you were In the middle of my sleep, I was like, get out. Get-. I just remember waking. Well, I think you woke me up because you were laughing so hard. I was just like, what is but happening? But suddenly I'd like cornered your cat with finger guns threatening its life. <laughs> 
<laughs> such a wild ass place to live. I mean, it started out pretty chill, but that 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 towards the end, there's just a lot of crazy things going on in this house. Woo! Memories. Oh my god, my dad terrorized everyone in this neighborhood. Just by the way, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like just the straight up terror of the neighborhood. I feel like I definitely remember. Um, when he, he, he was like, his move was like, uh, why don't you guys go to the grocery store and do some shopping? And he'd give us like $200. Yeah. And then it was be like, and that's really kind No, the move was, oh, I want you guys to get anything you want for dinner tonight. Yeah. He's like, come on, go out, go down to the store, get some steaks, get some things. I want you to have a wonderful dinner tonight. I'm like, oh, okay. And then he'd give us $200 and like like a four-page shopping list. <laughs> yeah, right. And then we'd come home after shopping, and then I would just cook him dinner. <laughs> I remember the first time he did that. And he was like, yeah, he was like, so he was like, take my car. And I was like, okay, cool. I was like, well, I was like, do you got the keys? And he was like, oh, it's right there. And I was like, but he just kept pointing to the car. And then I went, and the key, he just left his car open with his keys like on the dash and i was like you just keep your car unlocked with your keys like that and he was like everyone in this neighborhood knows that's my car <laughs> 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 too bad he just did that to his other day too he was like you guys want to come over i'll get some ezel's fried chicken oh my god and he was like he was like you know I we didn't even say we guys. wanted that Yo, he hit us up and invited us over for his Elle's Fried Chicken. Because we had a really long day, yes. and he was like, I think you guys need to celebrate, because we had sold the last of this stuff yeah. uh, at my brother's apartment, and he's like, I think you need to celebrate. You had a long day. My treat. Anything you want. Beers. We'll get some Azel's Chicken. What's the next part? And then he go, we go, oh, that'd be great. We'll see that. He goes, you know what? I just had a thought. If you pick up the chicken on your way over here, it'll be nice and warm for you. Then he proceeded to send us a list of what he wanted. Which so is not on the menu. Like, the other thing, it's just like a million things, right? So then he's like, he's like, then he then he gives us just his order. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't do any of the work to be like, oh, why don't you just pick a, a couple of these things? Here's yeah. my credit card or right. something like Nothing. that. It went from... I would like. Is that Willie? That's Willie. We gotta go. We uh, have to go. No, yeah. no, he's already leaving. We, I can't drive at the very exact moment. No, <laughs> we're gonna watch the run around. Away. We have to turn around. Wants to run away. I'll narrate. Okay, okay I'm fine. holding this. Just go. And this lady with the dog is coming back, which I think is his wife. Oh no. She's staring at us. That is for sure, Willie. Uh, Nick, you have to go. Okay. I'm, I'm putting, putting down the microphone. Look, he's, he's gonna recognize me. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Oh, he's coming behind me. We're trapped. I told you this was a bad idea. It's not a bad idea if he doesn't oh, see me. Let's go. Okay. Willie! <laughs> go! Well, now I'm driving in the wrong direction. It's a dead end down here. That's okay. He'll figure it out. He knows. He won't, He's trying to follow us. Okay. La We're going to have to get out of here. Just take a, take a left. I'll show you where to go. I've been running away from Willie for years. <laughs> I can't believe that's still him. Yeah, then my dad sent us his order, and of course my dad's order from Izel's Chicken is exactly the type of thing they don't sell. Like, like they sell like these little like three-piece dinners. Anyway, he wanted like five things that don't go together in any dinner that I would have to like manually call them to order. <laughs> of course, that's like. So then, basically, yeah, I mean, it absolutely went from 
him inviting us over to fried chicken for fried chicken to us bringing him fried chicken. Yeah. We promptly just canceled dinner. And we just said we were, and he hasn't texted me back since then. It's been like five days. I've been like, sorry guys. And then I go, well, you know, I told him the next time we were coming and all this stuff, he's just been ignoring my texts. <laughs> Okay, well, we escaped Willie. I don't know where he went. Did you see where he went? No, he's following us. I don't think he's following us. No, I don't think. I think we showed him. Unless that's him right there. Is he following us? I don't know, but that's definitely him. Is he coming up here? I can't tell. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't know why he would. I didn't sell him the car. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe he still lives there. Uh, Well... Willie worked for the sanitation department, and my dad used to call him Junk Man Willie, and because he would find things like, and then use them. I'm just so nervous. I gotta put this down. Hold on. Because this is the hookup spot, so I don't want to be like recording stuff. My God, I haven't been. Okay, our escape plan landed us in the parking lot of a park that is the all-time shadiest park in the history of Seattle. Yeah, well, it's not. I mean, it's a nice park. It's a dog park, and then it's also one where um, it's just like there's lots of hookups in the daytime. Specifically, uh, people having sex in the bushes <laughs> throughout exactly where we're parked. And so right now, in the middle of the day, there's just a bunch of single guys sitting in their cars. So we're going to shut it down because I don't want to act like I'm like recording this. Yeah, on special investigation, hookup culture. If Seattle. Willie pulls in the parking lot, I swear to God, we yeah. have to leave. I know, but I don't know. Muriel, you look, we ran away. We were on a clear path we could have hit went right down Roxbury now we're trapped in this park I wanted to go to the park you don't know me <laughs> I know but now we're trapped if he shows up there's nowhere to go I cannot believe my dad was like I'll have mashed potatoes three drumsticks <laughs> <laughs> all right should we take a walk through in the sunny park yes okay. all right after second consideration we're just going to move along I, uh, I'm i feeling very insecure in my position right now. I feel like the prodigal uh, daughter has returned. And uh, what is this lady doing? Whoop. Everybody's making eye contact with me. This is just a lot for me right now. <laughs> I did not expect, I did not think Willie was, oh, I was going to say that's the thing about Willie. The reason why I thought it might still be him is because he just, like, collects stuff. So, like, <laughs> like, this is the kind of stuff I like. I think is mildly amusing that my dad thinks is like an assault on my father. <laughs> Somehow, I'm like it has nothing to do with you, Dad. Is that like Willie found Willie's house is the same size as our house, and his yard is the same size as our yard, which was small. But Willie found fencing, so he fenced in this yard <laughs> in this like really insane, like unnecessary way. And then bought, and then got himself like a secondhand riding mower to like ride around this like postage stamp sized yard, and my dad was just like, "Fuck Willie!" <laughs> he was so just could not even like, "How dare he!" Like, <laughs> okay, dad. Uh, but his yard is like, it's got a tiny. You know, our house is small, the lot small, and it's like trailer. Four cars, riding mower, right, trampoline. So, so we pulled up, and Muriel's like, "Oh, I bet you the Willies still live there." 
And sure enough, there he was. He came straight out of the house. You know, he's older now, but so am I. Hopefully I got chubby enough that he couldn't recognize my face. (laughs) (laughs) He looks so shady, man. Are you okay? I feel like you're I'm having traumatized. some PTSD. Right I don't now. know what it is. It's like I feel like you know you suffered the sins of your fathers or something like that. Like my dad's fine. He's fine. But like you know, his reputation is my reputation. So I go back and I'm like laughing, like ha ha, so funny. You know, my dad sold Willie a car without the title, <laughs> and then it's like then Willie goes by, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> it's hard not to think that I am somehow complicit i was not but you know on some level what why are you why are you <laughs> acting like this no i love you you're just having a complete mental collapse right now okay well, well, you are not able to okay great i'm driving and podcasting at the same time which, which is, is not a good not idea. a good idea okay i'm giving the mic back okay thank you well i guess we'll close this section we're gonna drive down the street hopefully not run into another willy there's like eight of them and then we're gonna go to the park where we got married and the little shack where we got married. So Nick says he wants to renew our vows. I don't know if he knows what that means. <laughs> He's like, I want to renew our vows. I was like, I think we're just going to go walk by the shack we got married in. But I appreciate the characterization. <laughs> All right. You ready, Nikki? Crash. <laughs> Amen. While you're listening to the cuckoo sounds of the Seattle trip, here's a little ad to drop into your mailbox. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Brittany W. Thank you, girl. Signing up on our Patreon. That website is www.patreon.com slash hella in your 30s. And if you want to support the podcast, that's a great way to do it because we love you. And you love us. You get a bunch of bonus content. Yeah. And, you know, we don't make money off of this. That's why you're hearing this style of ad. (laughs) If you are confused, like my father, and you don't understand Patreon, just email us and we will walk you through it. (laughs) So don't worry about it. If you're like, oh, man, I'd love to do that, but I don't know. (laughs) What even is it? Yeah, we'll call you. We will literally just, like, talk you through it. We'll say, okay, go to this website, (laughs) click this thing, donate what you want. And then you can get the bonus content. This is where you get it if you want to listen to it. You know, like, we'll help you. So yeah. don't let that be a barrier to your life. Right. You should be like Brittany W. Yeah. You know, and just figure it out and go for it. Or be yourself and know <laughs> that we're here to help. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, we're just all spinning on this globe, man. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, that's it. Thank you, Brittany W. Patreon.com slash hell in your 30s. Add out. It's our love shack. We're at our love shack. Muriel, I renew my vows to you a thousand times over and for yours forever. I vow to always make sure you I, you do the things that I want you to do. I vow to always boss you around in a very nice, loving way that makes me happy. Oh. <laughs> okay, we're standing directly where we said our vows. Right where we kissed and I cried. Oh yeah, you'd be crying, man. You were crying like a, you were just crying. It was so funny. We got married in October. Could have very October eighteenth. Very easily could have been raining that day. It wasn't. But what we didn't foresee is right on the other side of those trees was just jam packed with 
I don't know, 600 little tiny children playing soccer. It was some sort of like like district-wide soccer day. It was like some sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. But we didn't realize we had scheduled our wedding on the exact same day. So this park that would normally be completely empty. It would be like what it is now. Yeah. There's like no one here, one person walking by. Oh, there's some kids way down there. Whatever. Yeah. Instead, it was just jam-packed with screaming soccer children. My brothers got us coffee and donuts for everyone. And we get in the morning. Yeah, we had a little morning wedding. And the judge, who was so great, tried to make a uh, personal joke about how... Because he had gone to Franklin High School, which I went to. And I knew his son, actually, from Franklin High School. But then Muriel and I met at a different high school he tried to make a personal joke in front of everyone about how this is a franklin wedding and we were like no it's not and he goes garfield wedding and we we're like no. no it's not he's like okay and we just <laughs> got on with the ceremony we had sparklers and shit yeah we had sparklers we had um like streamers and pumpkins yeah your mom and her cousins like decorated this whole thing so it was yeah all, like, all beautiful and Everyone came, well, not everyone, but our our people came, and it was so, such a great little ceremony, and it's so beautiful. I mean, we're standing in Seattle, it's been nothing but sunny and glorious, just like, look how beautiful it is right now. Yeah, I mean, sunny and glorious is like cold and wet, and, but I mean, like, beautiful. Yeah, bright, vibrant. Air is clean. Romantic. (laughs) Okay. I know, I know, I know, but I just vow to make you renew our vows. I know. Okay. Okay. Okay, I vow that you're my wife. Okay. I vow that you're my husband. You're my most romantic husband. He's so sensitive. He has all the love in the world. Yeah. He's a good guy. And I vow vow to that you will make me happy forever are you are you vowing all you're vowing vows for me yeah now? i'm vowing things that i'm gonna force you to do <laughs> <laughs> i vow that you'll make me dinner okay whenever i tell you to. okay okay I, I vow that you make me feel handsome every morning all the time okay <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're just mixing up a lot of meanings of that No, word. I'm just I'm just reclaiming vow. Okay. You know, okay. Because I just want to force you to do. You're that. just like Chaz, like the Chaz Zone. Yeah, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. This is the, uh, I don't know, husband autonomous life. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anymore. <laughs> I'm having too many romantic swells. Okay. Okay. All right. Should we go for a walk? It's so pretty. <sighs> Um, we saw like three bald eagles then we realized they were just crows glistening in the sun (laughs) (laughs) so I don't know maybe we should go maybe maybe we should go for a little bird watching expedition find some more magical crows I just want to go we're going to walk yeah we're going to enjoy each other okay am I hurting your feelings by not vowing anything I vow good (laughs) to love and keep you okay for a long time. Okay, how long? <laughs> this is a long time. Okay. <laughs> a long time, like a couple years yeah, or just like a couple hours. Well, whatever like. feels like a really long time. <laughs> okay, good. I vow, Muriel, to love and cherish you for a long time. <laughs> yeah. oh, I okay. vow to love and honor and obey you. Good. All the time. That's the most important part. <laughs> the obey part. <laughs> Everybody's looking at us, man. People need to just mind their own I know. Seattle's just, like, what's going on? Those people seem um, like they're from here and then left, and now they're back, and now they're recording it for a podcast. 
I cannot believe I saw Willie. <laughs> Muriel's still shaking. <laughs> I, got I had to really of... talk her out of it. <laughs> I her some good <laughs> Willie's just like, and then of course that's Willie. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, right. What did he have to do? He didn't have to do anything. Why did he follow us? Nobody knows. <laughs> well, we <laughs> ran away. We didn't need to. He wouldn't have even seen us if we had do just stayed there. He, where did he go? He just disappeared like a Willie ghost. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Muriel, what? come back. To, I'm here. Come I'm back here. to the sunny moment. We're just talking immediately. Willie's like, "Did you say my name?" <laughs> he just pops his head out. Well, you said it three times, which was the problem. <laughs> Willie, Willie, Willie. <laughs> We've moved on from the wedding shack. <laughs> we have driven on to another beach. What's funny about also just driving around is like, yeah. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> like, what? Just I'm going to sneeze, but I don't have COVID. <laughs> that was a weird cough. That was weird. I guess I got rid of the sneeze. Sneeze. That was really weird. Anyways, I don't have COVID. Okay, okay. What? okay. Well, I have had... <laughs> Like, a series of parks. Like, I was never a big weed smoker, but for, like, a couple years, yeah. <laughs> I just, like, smoked pot at every public beach. Because that's what you did when you yeah, were a teenager. Yeah, every, no, every single... I was There's like, I remember that park. I, I was, smoked weed in that. There's not a park in Seattle I haven't smoked weed in. I know. We're just <laughs> yeah. driving through, and I'm like, oh, that's the park. Like, <laughs> like I think I've told this story on the podcast, but, yeah. like... Up the, street, <laughs> up the street from our wedding shack, there's another little park, um, and... That park was the park I was with a bunch of nerdy theater kids and yeah. we smoked a bunch of weed and we sang Mariah Carey songs really loud and they called like eight cop cars on us. <laughs> yeah. And then I got banned from all Seattle public <laughs> parks for like a year. But here's the kicker. There's yeah. no police in the parks out here. So nobody knows I could go. And yeah, I was right. like so paranoid. My mom would be like, do you want to go to Lincoln Park? And I was like, I don't know. Are you sh like, I don't know what's going to happen if I go. The FBI has my picture. <laughs> they, I, it's on the, it's at the the post office. I I'm most wanted. All of the grown men I was with, like all of like, you know, it's like me. I was probably like a teenager and yeah. I was like with a bunch of like, you know, like maybe early twenties, like theater kid dudes. Yeah. And then like a bunch of you know, theater kid girls. And yeah. then everybody just started crying when the cops came. I mean, it was just like so. Oh, Mr. Officer, my future is in your hands right now. Please show me mercy. It was so ridiculous. I was actually dating one of those boys. <laughs> he, it was like one of the guys was crying yeah. and then one of the girls was crying. There's only like a handful of us. And yeah. we were being like, nobody was being as nerdy as we were. But the guy I was dating at the time kept going like... <laughs> They put us in handcuffs for like a tiny little bit. Yeah. I mean, we weren't doing anything. Of you course, know what I mean? we, we were, were singing just, Mariah Carey. We were singing Mariah Carey songs. We were being like at most like kind of a nuisance. But yeah. I mean, like they were just like, I could tell the cops came out. And they were just like, what do we do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like right. nobody knew what to do. And then the lady was like doing my handcuffs, like was giving me instructions. And I did something like insane. Yeah. But like she was like, put your hands out. And I like put them in, like I put them out in a way that was just like, <laughs> made no sense like, oh, and then no. she looked at me and then i started laughing <laughs> then she started laughing and then she tried to be all you know like it was just like that serious uh, like it was so ridiculous and then the guy i was dating at the time 
had his hands on the cop car and he just looked over at me and he's like, this is so intense. This is just so intense. Wow. Like, I've never fun. felt so alive. I know. It's like Adrenaline like, coursing through my veins. It was like the nerdiest police encounter and he just kept being like, wow, this is like really what it's like. And I was just like, <laughs> like that's making me laugh. Like the whole thing was ridiculous. God, they least... stole my friend's bong. <laughs> <laughs> I did mushrooms at the at the park at the very end up there at the very end of Alki. Yeah, and it was just a classic thing where I had done mushrooms a few times with like close friends out in the out in the woods, and they had been the greatest experience. And everyone was like, "Whatever you do, just like be out in the woods with people you love, and you'll and mushrooms will be great." And they were. And then they were like, "The one thing you don't do is you don't take mushrooms with a big bunch of people at a house party." And then I did that. We walked down to that that park, ate mushrooms, then went back to the house party, and I proceeded to hate all of my friends. Did you also like call your parents or something? No, that <laughs> no. But I did call Shane. I called my godbrother, and I was like, I need it. I was like, I want to. I just need to talk to someone that I love because I was just on a negative ass trip. And then as the phone was ringing, I was like, I'm having contact with the outside world. This is a huge mistake. <laughs> and then Shane answered. I was like, sorry, man. I was, I'm on mushrooms. I thought I'm at this house party, man. I thought it was a good idea to call you. This is terrible, man. I can't have contact with the outside world. He's like, what? I just hung up. <laughs> I still do dumb shit. The other day, this was like two nights ago, I was a little stoned. I wasn't even like high or paranoid or acting dumb, but I was really, we were, we were tired. We were going to bed. I was a little stoned. And uh, <laughs> I was going to take one of those melatonin sleep, <laughs> the little relaxation sleep melatonin pills. And uh, and I and I had my glass of water and I had the pill. <laughs> and just for a split second, I forgot how to take a pill. I was just like, wait, what do I do? How, how does this work? <laughs> I thought for about it for a second. And I said, oh, I got this. And then I took the pill and put it in the glass of water. And then he gave it, he gave it the better girl, Muriel. I just put a pill in a glass of water. <laughs> it's one of those, I'm tired. I'm a little stoned. You know, oh, wait, how do I take a How do I take a bill? Oh, hold on. I got this. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> this is all confident. Oh my god. Uh, uh, well, it's been so great running around Seattle. We've just been like sharing so many random memories, and it's Seattle's so weird because it obviously, no doubt, has changed so much because of Amazon. Yeah, but and parts of it are exactly the same. It's the weirdest thing. It's so you, weird. You ride down 23rd or something, you're like, oh, this doesn't look anything like how it was. I mean, even the trees are, like, the same size. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's, like, it's just <laughs> like, like, it's like the like the tree didn't get bigger. You know what I mean? Like there's just parts like Miquamux, this park over here we're sitting next to. Yeah. Like it's the same as it was twenty years ago. Well and then right, I mean some and then some strips and neighborhoods in like White Center, it it has not changed a single bit. It's and crazy. then there's certain parts of like Beacon Hill and, and the South End that are just like, oh my this like it just got damper and soggier and kind of it's just been kind of like getting more and more what it used to be and then other parts of the city are just now like a paul allen research center right it's like here you put that here okay and then there's just like condos and shit it's just the weirdest thing it's kind of there's a lot of memories that are still here well the funniest thing too like even like in queen anne where we're staying it's like a lot of new condos and shit but then like Usually once, like every four blocks, 
there'll be like a hedge and you're like oh that's weird what's up with that hedge and then behind it will be like an old house you know and yeah like, yeah oh, now that's that's a little old school hobbit hole like, yeah the way that like the houses out here cost like three million dollars but they're covered in moss and stones <laughs> yeah. well, it's the weirdest well <laughs> where we're at right now we're on alki so you know these houses, like those ones along Alki the beach. is like a stretch of beach it's that's a, like the yeah. iconic West Seattle. In West Seattle. Stretch and it's of like, beach. Those are yeah. like multi-million dollar homes at this point. But like, look at that lady. Like, she lives in one of those houses. Yeah. And she's just like an old school, like, fisherman lady. Right. <laughs> like, we were walking around in coats they had. And, like, it's like the Bernie Sanders meme. <laughs> yeah, You know, right, where he's yeah. sitting there in his old his ass coat with his shit. mittens and his, and his, like, shitty mask. It's like <laughs> everybody who owns a multi-million dollar home in Seattle is also walking around in, like, an old <laughs> yeah. ass coat with yeah, right. mittens. Yeah, He's right. like, hey, how are you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. you're like... What is ha- like? You live here? Like, yeah. yeah, I've been living here since 1972. <laughs> it's like so different than like LA, where you go and you know, if you go to the rich part of the town, it's like you don't see anyone. They don't live there. There's yeah, just right. People working on the yards. Yeah, totally. You know, and out here, it's just like, well, got my ski poles. Gonna go take a <laughs> walk down by the water. <laughs> yeah, like, right. What's happening? Okay, so this is what I want to do to cap off our little stomping ground day oh yeah okay what <sighs> we're gonna go out here this is we're right outside the rocky beach uh-huh. which is the beach my mom used to take me my dad used to take me all the time to catch uh-huh. creatures uh-huh. we're gonna go see if we can find a crab you, oh you want to go my little nature girl we wants have to like find a crab? we have like 10 minutes before we have to go meet my mom uh-huh. at the art store and i think we should go try to find i think we crab. should try to find a crab and then let's track down your old uh freshman dorm mate and uh see if she wants it (laughs) (laughs) she hates me so much literally at the last day of school because i only had to stay there one year as a freshman i was like we got done we packed out our stuff we'd lived together for a year we just looked at each other i was like all right see ya (laughs) bye we didn't even have each other's phone numbers it was just like it wasn't like there was an animosity But man, it was definitely like, can't wait to get the fuck away from you. Yeah, I had all these cool ass <laughs> people that I was friends with in college. I didn't stay in contact with a single one of them. I don't know. I don't have a single college friend left over. I know. I had friends that I made while I was in college avoiding the people I was going to college <laughs> with. <laughs> was, you know, just out here when I was living at that crazy house. Uh, <sighs> I can't believe you made me run away from Willie. You The runaway vibes in you are still so strong. All right. I go. am not going to sit around and wait for Willie to be like, Muriel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know my name. He probably is like, Wesley? <laughs> Wesley and Willie, the white center scourges. <laughs> Wesley and Willie. All right, let's go find you a crab. Well, we got out of the car to get Muriel Crab, and of course, the tide was completely all the way up. Seattle, unpredictable. <laughs> Never find what you want to find, and that's a tiny crab. It, that's all I wanted. It probably would have been predictable for anyone who you know, pays attention to their surroundings. We probably could have seen that one coming. Well, we were looking at the ocean when we made that decision. (laughs) We were literally looking at the beach, and we were like, let's go get a crab. And then we got out of the car, and we're like, uh... Okay. Well, one thing that also is happening, I mean, I think I might have mentioned this, Uh but there was a dude parked in Seattle. Seattle is just pure jazz. (laughs) Like, driving in Seattle is so weird. 
So like in every street, you don't have any rules that say you have to face one direction when you're parking. Yeah. So like yeah, right. everybody's always just parked in the most like two people facing each other one way or the other way. For like, sure. There are rules. It's just not followed here in Seattle. Like in the way in in Los Angeles, you absolutely run red lights and then you also make a left turn on a red arrow like three cars after it's turned red <laughs> yeah. and everyone just accepts that. There's for sure rules that are like you can't just park on any side of the street. But then everyone does it and everyone's like, you just do that. Yeah, so while we were recording that last little bit, we were just sitting there staring into the eyes <laughs> of this grumpy truck driver who was facing us. Yeah. And he was just, and he had a mask on and, and we, so we just saw his eyes, but we were just staring at each other the whole time. <laughs> I was well, just like, what's this? What is he looking at? And then we got out of the car like a couple of weirdos, looked at the water and came back. And I was like, this guy hates us. <laughs> yeah. Drive, drive. <laughs> uh, so we're back at the house and we are drinking beer in bed recording. this. So. Yeah. Well, it's in true Seattle fashion. Here's the thing. It's freezing. It's cold as shit outside. And the weirdest thing about it. Yeah. It's not cold enough to snow. We lived in Chicago for so long. Yeah. And it's cold. Like, it's like negative 10. But there's something so bone chilling about the cold in Seattle. It's just like if you thought of the most humid day on the planet. And then that was freezing. And then make that 40 40 degrees. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and there's no sun. Right. You're just, it's, there's something about it that just like withers you. So right now we're lying in bed. We have four blankets on. And, <laughs> and we uh, just pulled our pajamas out of the dryer. Yeah. So we're in like <laughs> literally hot pajamas. We're about to order our fancy pizza again. <laughs> 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 we're living our best life. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my I, gosh. I am in a good-ass mood, though. Uh, me, too. Seattle okay. for the win, Seattle man. is... I'm loving the Seattle life so much. Oh, it, I wanted to say also, what? we're going to wrap this up. Yeah. Wait, did I interrupt you? No, I don't know. We're just vibing. It's jazz. <laughs> Go ahead, solo. You know. Well, what I was going to say is our dads um, also just for a fun thing. Like, we've had this wonderful time just yeah. kind of, like, wrapping up this trip. Yeah. Like, we've been super, super bubbled, and uh, and it's just been great. Uh, everything I feel super lucky and happy and, like, euphoric. And our dads have been dadding so hard. <laughs> yeah. It's just been so funny. Like... The other day, like, okay, we were at my parents' house. We were sleeping on the pull-out couch. Yeah. And we were going to bed. So my dad, like, my mom and I were hanging out with mo- with Nick. And we're just talking. And then my mom's like, okay, kids, good night. And it was just like a good, normal good night. Yeah. And she went to bed. And then we turned off all the lights and brushed our teeth and got in bed, sleeping in the living room. And my father <laughs> pops his head out of his room comes upstairs looks upstairs and he's like hey guys <laughs> and he just starts telling us this story that was like 25 minutes long and at first like you were pretty cool about well, it. well i was actually curious about it. it was about running numbers in new york you know in in his childhood which i know was a big deal but i made the mistake of asking where they actually got the winning numbers each day because I knew it had to do with It should the be three- a mistake if somebody just answers the question. <laughs> My dad is uh, is yeah. very, he uses a Socratic method. Uh-huh. So he answers your question with another question and then answers that question. <laughs> with an hour-long story. <laughs> 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 but he did. He asked the, 
Nick goes, oh, see, and I knew that was happening. He's like, well, how did you get the numbers? I was like, boy. Well, I knew it had to. locked d- us into 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I knew it had to do with like the horse racing numbers, right? They yeah. At the end of the day, they publish a number in the back of the sports pages. And then the last three digits of that number are like the numbers that you win in like the little like gambling economy of New York. But I just would wanted to, I was just specifically curious about where the, exactly what those numbers were, exactly where they came from. Yeah, that's and what Eve that said when spawned... she ate the apple. She's I'm specifically curious <laughs> in the taste of this apple. Well, then the snake came out and gave me just he just painted this picture of people like the ones like the <laughs> I don't know people the way they would store their change in those cigar boxes he was really going off. it was it was the best because like at first like you were being really polite and awesome but I mean like pick, I were lying in bed with all of the lights off and he's talking in the dark <laughs> and we're just like like lying there in bed and I was like and so then I started laughing and that he did not take that in yeah. <laughs> and I go dad we can't be sitting here listening to this story and he's like what I'm telling you is, <laughs> yeah. and he kept telling the story. So then I set an alarm on my phone <laughs> for 30 seconds, and then it went off. And I go, "Sorry, Dad, time's up. It's time to go to bed." <laughs> and he's like, "All right, <laughs> that's the only thing that works." <laughs> Such good dadding. My dad yeah. has been a, his. My dad's new favorite thing. There's two yeah. things that he does. One is he shuffles around the house. And you'll see him, he'll drop his head and he'll take like three more shuffles and then he'll just under his breath mutter, I want to be in Mexico. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like... He would say that like five times he, a night. He, this is really just, he always says that. <laughs> My favorite other, thing is he keeps saying like, I'm going to buy a house in Mexico and your mom's like, Joe! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So great. <laughs> and then he was like, I'm going to buy a house in Palm Springs. And she just Joe. gave him the evilest like head turn. <laughs> So well, that's great. It's either like Joe or it's a big sigh and a stare. But yeah. if you combine big sigh, stare, then a Joe, it's like. <laughs> yeah, right. And then like the slow head turn to us with her eyebrows raised all the way past the top of her forehead. And then just like a quick like shrug, you know, like. Ugh. So then the other thing. So my parents to decompress because they're just like been obsessed with the news for the like whole Like all last, of us. Yeah, yeah, like all of us. And like definitely for the last with the pandemic, but even like towards the end of the Trump presidency and everything. And they've been like obsessed with it. And so for their, their little healthy way to disconnect from doom scrolling is to, they don't do anything except for they watch the PBS news hour, which is very, very bougie of them. I'm very proud of them because it's a, and it's actually great. I, I love it. We, so we've been watching it with them 6 PM PBS news hour. And it's actually is the best news. I totally get why they do it. But at the end of each of these <laughs> news hours, they have a little in memoriam where they'll give a little uh, like for the people that have passed away from COVID. They'll or say the, like or like it's been like it was Hank Aaron. Right? Oh, right. And then, and it was, then Cicely there was like Tyson. Cicely Tyson. It's right. like it's kind of like an and they didn't die of COVID. It's just right. kind of like it's kind of just at least the last five times we've watched it. It's just the dead hour. It's like, yeah. it's like These either COVID or people yeah. who died. It's just like, yeah. a, like a, like dedicated to the dead. Right. And then what'll happen is they'll say at the very end, they'll say, and Hank Aaron was 86 years old. And my, there's a beat. My dad goes, that's a good run. <laughs> and then, and then they just, whenever someone dies that that age hits and, that was a good run. <laughs> well, my favorite one was when we were watching the memoriam of like several people who had died from COVID, yeah. and, he, and it's like eighty-seven. That's a good run. And then, he, and then 
you know, three seconds later, it was like, ah, oh, 79. Uh, you know, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> and then it was like 65, and he's just like, now that is a tragedy. <laughs> just commenting on Henry yeah. Grayson's age. <laughs> he was also going off about how he bought, uh, he, he bought a roof that's going to last longer than he's Yeah, be he was alive. like, yeah, I had to repair the roof. It's going to be here longer than I am. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to put... Oh, my God. Our dads are, like, amazing. Just, and, uh, just dadding it up. Although, I don't know, some of our avid listeners, uh-huh. you might have remembered. I don't know why, but I just thought this was really funny. What? Well, so, when I went to go visit my dad... Uh, when I went... Anyway, my dad recently fed me a bite of something that he was super excited about because we always cook in our family and do this whole thing yeah and that bite was a um was a soft scrambled egg mixed with equal parts that and blue cheese and it was ice cold and he had been keeping (laughs) it in the oven but only on cold and eating it all day and i swear to god i think he gives himself food poisoning like every other week and so he goes and he goes muriel you've got to try this i've come up with a new way to make eggs you have to try this it's gonna be amazing and he wouldn't and he took a thing and he gave me a chunk of it on a fork and i just assumed it would be hot ice cold (laughs) and i just was like Ah, and then I was so upset, and he was really upset that I was upset. But yeah. I was, you know, and he didn't have a sense of humor about it. But this time around, he made a little joke about it. Yeah, he was. Yeah, <laughs> he did. And then the other thing is, is he kept coming in and telling you guys what because you and your mom were doing all like these cooking projects, and he would come in oh and God. tell you guys what to do, and then you guys would just yell at him to leave. And then he goes, "Well, the other day, Liz did make exactly what I asked her to make." And it was terrible. This man, I can't even tell you. I could say a thousand things. He said he bought a bunch of pre-cooked mussels, right? Which, you know, are probably not going to be that good. And they've been frozen. He says, I got to use these mussels. And I said, well, they're not going to be great mussels, but let me yeah. think of what I can do with them. And he's like, you need to be able to taste the mussel, Muriel. It's this <laughs> big fight. And I was like, I'm going to make a really simple oyster, like a mussel stew. The way you do like an oyster stew. So like a chowder, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of. It's like, it's basically just like shallot, garlic, white wine, yeah. and then like a little bit of cream. Right. And you barely cook it. You drop the mussels in it. It's really simple. It was really. And he was just like, well, I can't even taste the mussels. You know, like he's just complaining. And then he ate it. And it's like the best thing he ever had. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he ate that whole pot of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we were just constantly in this battle. And he was criticizing. I was making bolognese sauce and he was criticizing the way in which i had the the uh meat submerged in the tomato sauce <laughs> but he didn't even know what bolognese was i know <laughs> and then i told him to get out of here and then he told me i was disrespectful <laughs> <laughs> and then i went oh he's so bad oh and then he went downstairs and didn't come up for like two hours <laughs> well my dad we're gonna watch the super bowl with my dad and which he's so excited about because he hasn't had anyone to watch football with all season long, right? So uh, <laughs> he was like, he's like, okay, cool. He's like, you know, I'm going to ask Muriel uh, for a good chicken wing recipe. I want some chicken wings, but he's on like Weight Watchers. He's like, he's on a diet, with weight, yeah. Weight Watchers. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, he's but they have great. to be baked chicken wings. Like he kept reiterating that he needs a baked chicken wing recipe for Muriel so he can make chicken wings. And then, uh, and then Muriel goes, well, you know, Joe, I'm going to come watch the Super Bowl with you. And he goes, I know. It's going to be great. She goes, you know, I, I could make you chicken wings. 
And he just went, oh, really? You could? He says, what kind? I go, yeah, I mean, I could make you Vietnamese-style chicken wings, and I could make you buffalo chicken wings. He's just we getting bake all of them. so excited. And I was like, he's like, well, what's on that? And I was like, well, you know, you get a, like a nice... You know, herbs and spices, little spice. And I was like, and I'll make some dips. You can dip your chicken wings. I'll make some fresh blue cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, don't worry. We'll put a lot of veggies on there. Yeah. And I was like, and then later I was like, hey, Joe, do you like peel and eat shrimp? <laughs> he was like, really quiet. He goes, yeah. Uh, I love it. My other favorite recent dad story was that so the other thing that's happening is my mother and sister, oh, we're all, they're all bubbled, but they have to go take care of my grandma, right? She lives like an hour away. So sometimes they're out there, sometimes they're at the house. And my dad was alone for four days in the house. And on day like number two, he called my sister and was like, hey, there's a package here for you. <laughs> so she's <laughs> like, really? Okay. So she comes over and it's just his package for like his Roku remote or whatever. Right. She was like, this is not my package. And I was like, well, you want some wine? <laughs> she's like, sure. And then she was, and then they were just drinking wine. He goes, you know, you could sleep here if you want. She goes, well, I don't have any of my stuff. He's like, quiet. She goes, I mean, I could go back to the house and get my stuff and bring it back. He goes, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> and then she goes over and packs and while she's packing, he calls her. He's like, you want me to make you some stir fry? <laughs> Uh, I love my dad so yeah. much. All he wants to do is hang out with his kids and go to Mexico oh and live to, you know, somewhere in the like, late 80s. Yeah, a reasonable 90s age. Thing. Yeah. Because yeah. then because then we were talking about going living to 104. My mom goes, oh, God, no. <laughs> my dad's like, that's a terrible run. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, with it, the way things are going, because they're on Weight Watchers, they look great. I was like, y'all are going to live until you're 104, 110. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, no, thank you. Which I understand. Yeah, I right. understand that. Okay. Well, Muriel. Yes, Nick. All right. So this is Seattle. We're here for a little bit more. We're in the home stretch. I'm We're about to watch it. Survivor in bed. We're going to watch Survivor in bed. This is the best week of my life. Okay. Well, my favorite thing about Seattle is we have this rental car, and I love driving around listening to music with the with the volume all the way up. It feels so good. This is actually my favorite moment was we were af we had to move everything out of Maddie's house. If you guys listen to last week's episode, we had to do the U-Haul thing and we dropped off the U-Haul. We were in the car and we went and we picked, got some Starbucks and it was on whatever the street that is 15th. And next to it was like this old abandoned super supplements st store and just with a big empty parking lot. And we got out of the Starbucks and we just parked in the back of this parking lot and kept the car running and turned the music all the way up. And in silence, just, sat there and ate it and drank our Starbucks for 30 minutes listening to music. Mm -hmm. And it was just the most pure, greatest feeling of my life. I just loved it so much. Hanging out in parking lots in a car is, is, is my true spirit animal. Well, I like my sandwich and I thought the music was too loud, but I appreciate <laughs> it. Well, I didn't care about yeah. the sandwich and I loved the music. <laughs> I tolerated that so well. I know you are, you are being so well today. When we were driving, the song came on, and I just looked at you and go, Muriel, I'm going to turn the volume up. And you nodded, and I held, I turned the volume up all the way and held your hand and drove home just feeling like an absolute champion. Yeah, and I was <laughs> proud of you. <laughs> I was proud of you. I just <laughs> stared out the window. Uh, yeah. The Seattle lovebirds have come home to roost. <laughs> Let's do yoga. 
listening. Oh, you guys are incredible, and we love you. It's very, very funny to record the end of this lying in bed. <laughs> I'm like, okay, get your energy started. And I'm like, wait, I'm falling asleep. I'm so warm. <laughs> Listen, thank you so much for listening. Yes. We love you. Thank you for your reviews. If you enjoyed this, leave a review. It's it's sick, man. We love it. <laughs> oh, 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 and I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. This episode features music from the Marshall Family Band. Yes! Okay. Check them out on Bandcamp. Marshall Family Band. They're awesome. They're amazing. And they're a true school Seattle musician. So I felt like it was apropos to put them in this episode. That's right. Thank you to Ryan and Ryan for producing. And thank you. I don't know, for you being a part of our family. Yeah. Uh, we we love, love you guys. We love you. We you love doing this podcast. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I guess that's it. Okay. Okay. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. My name is Will Himes, and I am a ghostwriter, meaning I write other people's books for them. And I have a podcast called I Will Write Your Book, which are recordings of my meetings with my eccentric clients, such as a woman blocked after one sentence of a children's book about her dogs a romance novelist who dislikes sex, and a man proud of having sampled everything in his local grocery store. This podcast has been described as fully improvised, played by some of the best comedians on the planet Earth. Hey, that's pretty good. That's I Will Write Your Book on Campfire Media. Campfire.